Hi, this is Joey from Two Blokes from Blighty. And before we kick into the episode, we're going to hear from our good friend, Josh. Forget about it at Talking Smack. Take it away, Josh. Forget about it. Every time. What's up, nerds? This is Josh from Talking Smack, where we talk superheroes, movies, animation, comics, and so much more. Every week, we break down the latest blockbuster movies, TV shows, revisit comic events. We even talk to comic creators like Kyle Higgins, Melissa Flores, and Matt Groom. And don't miss out on our superhero showdown episodes where we debate your suggestions on who would win in a fight, or maybe they might become friends. So join in on the conversation with me, Josh, and my co-host Alex every Wednesday on your podcatcher of choice. Look for our yellow and red icon, and we'll see you soon, smackheads. And for the audience, that's a good 8, 15 second skips. (laughs) And it does this annoying thing with my face where while it makes me look younger... It also makes me look fatter. Don't say you don't come to two blokes and don't like anything. It was so unfathomably unfathomably boring this week, this time. But at that point, I had been camping in a field for seven days and I thought, everyone with guaranteed an infection, this is when it is. Can you you put your hands up and scream no matter where you are if you think that's a good idea? Do you think when Slade listens to this, he'll be rolling his eyes? Hi, Dad, I hope you enjoy that jingle. Everyone everyone knows that web demo. Is that the vampire from Twilight? Hold back your tears, guys. Don't quite know how they're going to do that outside of maybe a weekend at Bernie's situation. But like, hey, Dad, how you doing? He went, hey, Tim, I'm good. Tim, what's your email? And I went, it's blah, 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 blah. And he went, oh, is it not like Big Fat Cock 69 or something like that? Well, I don't feel like dancing when the old Joanna plays. This is Tim's from Joe. This is Tim from jo- Two Blokes from Flighty. <laughs> Fucking hell! This is two Tim from Two Joes from Joey. Yeah, nice one. <laughs> I'm joined by Two Blokes from Blighty. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm Joey Fitzgerald, and I'm joined by the uh, quintessentially British Tim Fitzgerald. He is as British as fish and chips. As what British, hope? British as stealing historical artifacts that don't belong to him and as British as a fight in a pub uh, outside a pub on a Friday night. I got sent a video by an American friend of mine the other day asking Mm. if... uh, Basically, it was a compilation of UK foods um, asking if if these things were real. Um, Okay, let's, let's, let's hear them. So there was... There were like... The video was called Why Americans Can't Deal with English Food. Okay. And it was something like their their French fries looked like this, and it was chipped from the chippy. Right, yeah, not French fries, but not yeah, French okay. fries, but those chips are real. They are, okay. and, and they are good. They if are good. From, if they're from the chippy, they are good. Yeah, and it was like uh, their their baked potatoes look like this, and are a mixture of warm and cold ingredients. And it was like, um, which yeah, we do do, but this one in the video in particular had baked potato, <laughs> which was clearly steaming hot. Yeah. Cold tuna, cold cheese, hot beans. What, all um, in the same thing? All in the same baked potato. Okay. And, I, and my response to that one was, while the baked potato and the mixture of cold and hot foods is real, that one is definitely not typical and a way overloaded. Yeah. Um, you, want, you want one topping with cheese. Yeah. They were like, this is what a traditional British takeout looks like, and it's just fish and chips. Yeah, um, nice. So it was just... It, 
like that that's pretty regular. They also had like this is what their Chinese food looks like, and it was basically vegetables with chips thrown in. Well, our Chinese isn't Chinese. Our Chinese is everything is beige. Yeah. It's beige the food. Um, but it, but it's good. Yeah, it's uh pretty good. Um but uh, just a lot of uh things that were annoyingly true but what were often just misplaced in the video. <laughs> yummy yummy. Hmm. Um Tim, let's do our usual here. Let's start with a quiz question. But but don't forget, I did make you a jingle. A quiz question of the week. Not a jingle, that's a sound effect at best. <laughs> we have there is a fucking jingle tim there you go tim there's your fucking jingle <laughs> there's the fucking jingle uh pub quiz question of the week how many permanent teeth does a dog have permanent teeth yeah before or after you've done punching it from the last episode before, before it's had a kick in <laughs> <laughs> um i want to say 28 28 okay you're locking that in for now uh yeah you're gonna give me a thumbs up or thumbs down oh okay I mean, I wonder which one it was. <laughs> I hate being right. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, okay. So, but, Sorry, Tim, run that by us again. Um, so how many permanent teeth does a dog have? A dog. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, cool. So we will um, come back to that at the end of the episode. And I won't punch my mic. Uh, so we'll come <laughs> back to that at the end of the episode. Um, how many permanent teeth does a dog have, Tim? It's the end of series four. It is the end of series four. I promised you something at the end of series four. It was was it is it what I think it is? The very long Wednesday my dude jingle. Yeah, but I'm gonna I'm gonna offer you the opportunity to Russian roulette this. Oh okay. Now, now we have jingle one, jingle two, and jingle three left. I've mixed them up, so long Wednesday is not jingle three. Oh. oh, no, 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 hold on. I'm going to mix them up again. Long Wednesday might be Jingle 3. Okay, so it's not necessarily number three or number one. No, it's it's in no particular order. Um, but here's the Russian roulette. You don't just hear this once, Tim. Whichever Wednesday you pick now will be the Wednesday for all of season five. Oh, shit. Okay. So we could have a two-minute jingle every single time. <laughs> now, you don't have to accept this. But it would be funny if you did. Sure. I mean, I'll, I'll go for it. Okay. Which one do you want? I'm going to go with door number one. Are you sure about that? I'm quite sure. It's a bad choice, Tim. <laughs> we have a two-minute Wednesday every single episode. <laughs> it is Wednesday, my dudes. It's not even a good one. It is Wednesday, my dudes. Sit back, this takes a while. Yeah, it's gonna take a whole two minutes. That's a quarter of the way through. This is awful. <laughs> it's definitely not good. 
still now. got 30 seconds left, Tim. For the audience, that's a good eight fifteen second skips. <laughs> um, Tim, I don't want to listen to that every week. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, in lieu of your poor choice on Russian roulette, yep, you can have jingle one or jingle two, and that the next season. Jingle season. number one, please. You've chosen the thirty second one, the shorter one. Congratulations. Good. It is Wednesday, my dudes. That's better, That's right? Not bad. It's so not it's bad. A, it's more of a vibe. Yeah. Uh, what's our days of the week? Hit me with it. So our days of the week are uh, this. So this comes out February seventh. Mm-hmm. This, this coming Wednesday, we've got four days to choose from. Uh, first one is National Send a Card to a Friend Day. No. <laughs> okay. Um, the next one is National Periodic Table Day. Oh, like the periodic table of elements. Mm-hmm. I can get behind that. Okay. Uh, maybe it's National Fettuccine Alfredo Day. You like Fettuccine Alfredo. And then it's National Girls and Women in Sports Day. Also particularly important. <laughs> I was worried where you were going to go with that one. <laughs> I'm going to go with Girls and Women in Sports Day. And how do you want the listeners to celebrate? Go watch uh, a female played sport. I think it's important to support athletes. Thank you. I'm covered for all my PR sins moving forward. <laughs> Um, I'm not sure that's true. So, Tim, <laughs> um, we've got quite a hefty, hefty list of topics to get through. We do, we week. do. Um, where do you want to start? Well, you've written state of play, yeah, at the at the top here. So, yeah. let, let's begin with number one. Okay, so did you watch PlayStation State of Play? I certainly a tried few days ago. When you say you tried, what happened? It was so unfathomably <laughs> bore, fathomably boring this week. It's time. Like, I'm normally here for, like, watching a lot of game announcements and trailers and stuff. I think it's a really cool thing that happens. But this was so, so boring. Did anything stand out to you? Only, like, one thing? Maybe two? I would say three stood out to me. What What were yours? So, the ones I liked. The Silent Hill Showcase looked really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Forgotten Memories. Is that the one? The new one? I think. It was very cool that they were like, oh, it's out now, free to play. And it looked really interesting in State of Play. However, I've read the review since, and it is bombed. It's not good. Quite a lot of the consensus is a reason that it's free to play. Um, but they showed more of Silent Hill 2. I mean, it was gameplay. They didn't give us anything. It did annoy me the time. Every, every time that you wanted to see a kind of this is what's coming up, you got a 
being developed for PS5. And it's yeah. like, well, thank you for telling me nothing more than I already knew. But what I think we also found out is that Silent Hill 2 isn't going to come to PC at the same time. No. They're going to have a year of exclusivity on PlayStation. But Sony do that anyway. They do. Yeah, but... like, how long How long was it before um, Horizon Zero Dawn? Uh, a while. But, but the thing is, I think with Silent Hill 2 in particular, this is a game that people that own PCs aren't going to go, oh, I'll get it a year earlier, I'll buy a PlayStation 5 to play it. Are they? they they're going to know that it's coming to PC because it's already on the Steam store. You can wishlist it now. Not an advert to do that, but you can do so. It's definitely coming a year after its release. Because it's not a multiplayer game, because it's a game that was released on the PlayStation 2, what, 25 years ago, if not more? You know the beats of the story. You know what's going to happen. I don't see the point in sticking it on a console for a year because everyone who wants to play it on PC is going to wait to play it on PC. Yeah. No one's going to go out and buy a PlayStation. The other thing I thought was interesting, not exciting, was uh, Devil's Dogma 2. Dragon's Dogma 2, right? uh, Sorry, Dragon's Dogma 2. Have you played the original? No. Um, oh, no, sorry, the original I have. Sorry, yeah. Um, but uh, there's, I know there's been a couple of things in the Dragon's Dogma arc, as it were. Right. Um, but I've not really played anything outside of the original game. Um, from what I understand, this is running at 30 FPS. But that, so that bothers you much more than it bothers me. Yeah. Um, I played on console until probably a year and a bit ago, exclusively, and my Xbox ran everything F. 30 fps it didn't Mm. bother me that that was the case but i think now that you play something consistently at 60 your brain goes well (laughs) it's unplayable unless it's 60 but bloodborne's capped at 30 and that looks amazing so it it is but that's also on a playstation 4 which was at the time acceptable doesn't doesn't matter to me i would i've got a playstation 4 there down um plugged into my pc that i can play and i would still play bloodborne out and be happy with the frame rate to Um, go back to sudden hill for a second I would make this a day one purchase if they brought back the Comic Sans sign. I've just sent you an image on WhatsApp from the remaster. You've sent it me before. I actually have the remaster. It's um, incredible. So there's a sign over a fence, and it's in the original game, it's like really tattered and broken writing that says Silent Hill Ranch, but in the remaster that came on Xbox 360, it's just white Comic Sans. <laughs> Which, by think, the way... Did they do that is, to fuck with them? Uh, maybe, but did you know that? Did you know that Comic Sans is apparently the most dyslexic-friendly font? Uh, I, um, no, I didn't. Yeah, there you go. Interesting. The more, the more you know. Don't say you don't come to two blokes and don't know anything. I've just seen um, you've written my beard in the running order. <laughs> and well, we'll get into that in a minute. It's number two on the list. And the only other thing that I thought looked uh, that caught my attention was uh, Death Stranding two. See, I haven't played Death Stranding one. Um, I I have so you have access to it because it's in my Steam library. Um, it's it's good. Uh, it's a very slow burn. The reason I said that it caught my attention is because I was so up for the trailer. This is like weird Kojima shit. If you don't know Kojima games, Death Stranding two trailer will tell you everything you need to know about it. I had a friend of mine who regularly referred to Death Stranding as Norman Reedus and his funky feet. Well, yeah, basically, but 
It was really good until Troy Baker rocked up. Now, I really like Troy Baker, the voice of Joel from The Last of Us. He's in The Last of Us Mm -hmm. uh, live action. He's done loads of voice acting. I think he's a fantastic voice actor. I've high fived very drunk Troy Baker. Have you? Um, Well, it was really cool. And his scene, I thought, oh, this guy is hamming it up in a really like camp fun way. And then all of a sudden, his sword turned into a guitar and he had to play the guitar, shred it to power it up so he could have a fight with a ninja. And I thought, nope, Kojima, you fucking lost me. <laughs> um, yeah. What could it possibly mean? The only other thing that caught my attention was Sonic Generations X Shadow. For all of the worst reasons? No, no. Have you ever played Sonic Generations? No. It's actually really good. Like, um, really good. And so the fact they're doing another one makes me happy. Right, well, I don't think I'll ever play it because Sonic is not for me. Completely get it. Completely get it. Um, yeah, yeah so it was very boring. So I play, I'd give it like a three out of ten. Oh yeah, I think. Well, yeah, I think if those three showcases didn't catch my attention, I would be as low as a three. But I think a four or a five is where I'd sit. It was. It was so poor, especially considering the recent. Xbox ones like as I only I only compare Xbox because obviously they're 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 PlayStation's direct competitor mm-hmm. and place uh, Xbox's ones are so exciting usually and they they always have loads coming to Game Pass so um yeah just just a bit thoroughly underwhelming I also said to Slade I've never known one developer have so many terrible voice acting performances what are you thinking like there was a game i can't even remember what it was called it's the second one in state of play and you were this girl called angel um and it was obviously like originally all in japanese and dubbed over but fucking hell the the voice acting in the trailer made me want to jump out of my window it was fucking dreadful <laughs> um i'm just looking for what that could be, because I'm looking at the announcements. Uh, Stellar Blade? Nope, wasn't Stellar Blade. Zenless Zone Zero? <laughs> nope. Foam Stars? No. No. V Rising? No. Nope. Judas? Nope. No, that's the Bioshock one, which to me just looks like Bioshock again. Yes, it does. Yeah, which is fine. It's just, I, as mentioned on the podcast, I didn't have a great time with Bioshock, so I'm almost definitely not picking this one up. Yeah, but the, the other thing they announced was Dave the Diver. Um, it's been out for a very long time anyway. Well, it's good on PC. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you've played it, but it's good on PC. I hear it often paired up with Dredge in terms of quality and themes. Yeah. Maybe it was Fenless Zone Zero. I don't know. Um, and then Until Dawn, I thought was an interesting one to remaster and bring to play PC and PS5, because... I just, I literally have just finished playing it for for the stream mm. for the Game Club Pod Twitch page, and it's aged really well. I don't think there's any need to RTX it. It's, so, uh... Sony have this really weird habit of picking very popular but recent games to remaster, like so, The Last of Us twelve times. Yeah, so they did The Last of Us, and then two years later they did The Last of Us remastered, and then they brought it to PS Five as just The Last of Us. And they did the Last of Us special edition or something like that, where it was the Last of Us again. Yeah, it just yeah, very strange. Sense. 
Very strange. But anyway, yeah, state of play. I wanted to talk about it because it was bad. Yeah. Um, Tim. Yeah. Your beard. My let's, beard. Let's talk. So I joined the call today and didn't know that Tim had had obliterated his face. Yeah. Talk to me about what happened. Uh, so I, 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 have, I normally have a bit of a goatee, a bit of a mustache. Uh, going on, and uh, <laughs> I was like, I need to do something with it. I'm gonna just trim the side. I'm gonna shave the sides and run the clippers over the over the you know must the bit. Must you have a, bit. a you have a famously good track record with clippers. Famously good. Um. Uh, so after telling myself I'm gonna shave sides of my beard, um, I grabbed the razor and immediately went straight down the middle. Um, just out of pure muscle memory, so I was like, "Well, now I've got to commit to this." So I know I am completely clean shaven at the minute, and it does this annoying thing with my face, where it, while it makes me look younger, it also makes me look fatter when I Tim, don't have. A Tim face. looks about ten years old right now. I do. I'm really off. <laughs> I don't like it at all. I've gotten more used to it as we were talking, but when when I joined, it was so startling that I sent a screenshot to my wife and she said that Tim looks like our dad. <laughs> um, which actually, uh, we've done the beard now. The beard was not as fun as when you shaved part of your head. No, that's um, but ridiculous. We saw each other not long ago. We met up at our dad's house mm. and dad was asking about the podcast and where he can get it. And I oh, was... he's a listener now. Is he really? Yeah, he, um... <laughs> when I called him the other day, because... I gave him a call the other day just to to talk about uh, the fact that I'm the fact that I'm moving, and we'll talk about that later in the uh, in the episode. Um, but as soon as I opened up the call, I went, "Hey, Dad, how you doing?" He went, "Hey, Tim, I'm good." Tim, what's your email? And I went, "It's blah 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 blah." And he went, "Oh, is it not like Big Fat Cock sixty nine or something like that?" <laughs> I was like, "No, it's it's not that." He goes, "What?" I was like, "Why would it be that?" It's like it's what you said on the podcast. I was like, "Dad, I don't remember what I talked about on the podcast last week. I don't I don't know what you're talking about." <laughs> Well, I was going to bring it up because um, you say things like, my email is bigfatcock69. <laughs> Do you really want Dad hearing it? But apparently, he enjoys it. so He, he seems to like it. Well, there you go. It's just, it's just us talking shit for like an hour or so a week. It's fine. Yeah, good fun. Good yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, okay, Tim, uh, let's move on to one of our regular sections. All right. joke of the week so this section tim and i have a series of jokes we will tell each other our jokes and the first one to laugh loses that joke becomes joke of the week and the section ends there tim how many jokes do you have this week i have seven jokes oh i have nine so i'll go first you go first (coughs) okay on youtube a German sound engineer has turned 10 sausages into a working electric piano. First album I've ever heard. Very good. That's very good. <laughs> okay. I know a Eastern European audio engineer and a Czech one too. Czech one too. Good. Yeah. Yeah, good fun. Um, at the airport, my friend suggested we disguise ourselves as our luggage, and I said, whoa, now. Let's not get carried away. 
That nearly got me. Nearly, that's very good. It's the really dumb ones that get you. I, I like stupid humour. Um, my ceiling in, my, in the office that I'm in is all right. It's not, it's not the best ceiling, but it's up there. Okay. Um, a polar bear walks into a bar and says to the bartender, I'll have a rum and coke. The bartender asks, what's with the long pause? And he says, well, I was born with them. Yep, classic. Um, Granddad always said that when one door closes, another opens. Smart man, awful cabinet maker. Very true. Yeah. Uh, what does a prescriptivist owl say? A what, sorry? Prescriptivist. A prescriptivist? Mm-hmm. What? Whom, whom? Okay. All right. Uh, a, mom, a father and son are walking in a field, and the son goes, look, a flock of cows. And he says, the dad says, heard of cows. And uh, the son goes, yes, I've heard of them. There's a flock of them over there. That reminds me of that vine where the little girl goes, look at all those chickens. Look at all that chicken. Um, did you know that a deer can jump higher than the average house? It's because of their strong hind legs and the fact that the average house can't jump. You've heard that before, haven't you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, there was a king who was 12 inches tall. Bad king. Great ruler. It's good. Clever. Uh, I got myself a pet termite. I called him Clint. Clint eats wood. Okay. Did that really get <laughs> that, you? That got me. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's the joke of the week. So the joke of the week is, I got myself a pet termite. I named him Clint. Clint eats wood. Very clever. It's not very clever. It's very stupid. <laughs> um, so this week, Dan actually sent me a... Sorry, the lovely Dan from Castle lovely Years. Dan. Or famously from three guys from Great Britain, uh, sent me a um, bunch of the jokes he didn't use. And he wanted one of them to win so that he could tell you that he'd won two weeks in a row. Unfortunately, that wasn't one of them. So oh, so sorry, Dan. Yeah. No, maybe maybe next time. There's always another time. Um, Tim. Yeah. Let's talk about my weekend. Let's let's talk about this. Okay. Because we've had to delay recording because there wasn't enough to talk about, and now it can, seems like there's a lot to talk about. Can you read the text I sent you? you the text. Yeah, about about delaying the recording. Oh yeah, okay. Let me let me find it real quick. Um, oh, we text quite a lot, don't we? We actually do. Um, oh, when was it? Uh, so Thursday. Oh yeah, got it. Uh, you said tonight, okay? Or do you want to do another another night to record? And I said I'm down if you are, unless you need to change. And you said Nah, we're good. Let's do it tonight. So quick question. Do you have stuff to talk about tonight? I have fuck all. So the issue is that I will have stuff, but not till the weekend, I think. <laughs> um, so the thing I did at the weekend that's worth talking about is I went to see, well, I mean, we we took my son to see. <laughs> you got yourself a ticket. <laughs> and then Jenny and Jack said, can we come too? And I went, no. <sighs> if you have to. 
No, we we took Jack to see Bluey's big live play. How was now, it? for those of you who don't know Bluey, Bluey is maybe the best thing on television. <laughs> okay, sorry, according to my son, and mainly from me. Um, Bluey <laughs> is a children's show about a talking Australian dog and her family and the hijinks that she gets up to. Bluey's big play was okay. It was fine. It was okay. It it was good, but it wasn't great. What did um, Jack think of it? He was fucking terrified by it for quite <laughs> a lot of it. So, um, the first ten minutes, poor Jack watched either from through his fingers, um, or whilst hugging Jenny, my wife, um, because. He just, I think he's so familiar with the cartoon dog as she appears on TV. Let me see see if I can send you a picture. Is it a little bit like on the Uncanny Valley for him? Absolutely not. Um, there's nothing, I think he didn't quite know what we were watching. <laughs> it's not like we went to go see Hey Dougie. Oh, Hey Dougie Live was so good. But So this is what... Um, the mum. Uh, do you know what Bluey looks like normally? Uh, I think so. I could, I could identify him. Uh, well, he's a her, Tim. Stop missing. Oh, I said them. You big, big up. Sorry. So that's that's what they look like on stage. Oh, you sent me on. Hmm. Okay. Um. <laughs> that's, that's... <laughs> oh, that's. Oh, I don't like the lack of emotions that are available to them. No, they're, they're big puppets. Like they are. They are big. The, the dad is about six foot tall. <laughs> it looks like they've been cut in half at each other. Well, that's so they can turn their heads. I know, but it's, um, it doesn't settle well. The stage performance was really good. Like, the way that... Sorry, that made it sound like I went... They were fabulous actors. They were puppets. Um, but the way that they made all the scenes flow, the way they used props was really good. There was a bit at the end. So there's an episode of Bluey called Keepy Uppy, and the whole thing is about playing Keepy Uppy with a balloon. Mm -hmm. And you keep hitting the balloon and keep it in the air. And at the end, they went, right, guess it's time to play Keepy Uppy. And they threw these enormous, like, indestructible balloons out into the audience. And it was just absolute fucking carnage. Like, everyone (laughs) wanted to hit it. They were flying around. There was about 10 or 15 of them. And everyone was like reaching up to hit it, but when you hit one forward, one flew from the back and hit you in the head. And we went with our friends, and they were like, the the dad was protecting the daughter because she was just really into it, and he was like, I don't want her to get wiped out by a balloon. <laughs> and we're there holding Jack up, going, hit the balloon. And he's uh, he loved that bit. And then they got bu- bubble guns at the same time, and it was really that bit was really fun. It just seemed that seems like very. Uh, overstimulation, I think, is but, the word. Well, the whole thing felt very overstimulating. Um, it was in a room full of, obviously, full of children. Sure. Um, I'm going to see what the capacity is, because it was sold out. Where was it? It was at the Birmingham Hippodrome. Oh, so it's a big venue. Yeah, like 1,850 people. Oh, wow. Um, quite a lot of them under the age of four, I would say. God, that'd be deafening. Um, it It was. Um, so it was very overstimulating, but it was fun. Uh, I would say four 
the money we paid for the tickets probably not worth it. No, can I ask how much you paid? No. Okay. Um, was it, it was, definitely more than it was worth? It was eighty-five pounds for all three of us. Um, but it's never really. I don't know when it's going to come around again. No, and um, it's something. It's something that Jack likes, and Jack is obsessed with Bluey. He went wearing his Bluey jumper, holding one of the characters. He's got. There's a puppet in Bluey called Bob Bilby, right? And he went with the little Bob Bilby on his hand, and he was really like looking like a super fan. Yeah. But I don't know how much he enjoyed it. Um, but, you know, we, we did it. It was a good story. Um, but overstimulating, definitely. The stage just, it wasn't, it, it didn't have the same charm as the cartoon. Now, the cartoon, Tim, I should say, um, I don't know what, from the picture I sent you, the cartoon version, not the decapitated puppets. Um, <laughs> What would you say the kind of themes that come up in Bluey are? Well, you've told me about the hangover episode. There is an episode where the parents are hungover, yeah. Yep. Um, but it's going to be stuff like exploring, like, I don't know, nature or like just reading a book and using your imagination and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, what if I told you there's episodes on things like um, abandonment issues? Oh, my God. Uh, infertility. That's very heavy for a kid's show. Yeah, the pressures of um, explaining your feelings as a man in modern society. Wow. Yeah. Is that is that? Are they all episodes? Yeah, genuinely. God, all right, that's like I, I obviously don't watch kids' TV. Like I don't know if this is just what it's always been or what it's evolved into. Bluey's no. Bluey Bluey is as much for adults as it is children. You'd be really surprised how many people are see like Bluey the show as like a comfort blanket. Hmm. Um, and adults will watch it without children. It's it's really really good, like genuinely well written. Very there is obviously episodes where it's like the theme is be nice to your sister. Yeah, but um, the the infertility one is a really interesting one. So the mum's sister comes to play with Bluey and Bingo, who are the two daughters. Spoiler for <laughs> the episode onesies. Um, deep lore. But she she comes to to explore with them, and you find out she's not visited them for for four years, and they've grown up a lot since she's seen them. And they're like, "Oh, why doesn't she want to come and play?" And it's because she's longing after having her own children. And there's a line in it where they say, "Well, she can't have what she wants to have the most," and it cuts to her reaching out to Bingo, the little daughter, while she runs away. And the, the what's happened is Brandy is infertile and can't have kids. Um. That's surprisingly profound for a show. Louis wonderful, Tim. Honestly, I've recommended it to to adults that don't have children before, and it got to the point when we first started watching Bluey where I would watch it with Jack, and then Jenny would go, "Right, it's Jack's bedtime," and I'd go, "Oh, here's Jack," and uh, over to get ready for bed, and then I would sit down and go, "I think I've watched three episodes of this without Jack." Um, <laughs> Um, and that was that was normal, and that's fine. Um, yeah. But yeah, Blue, Blue is excellent. It is about um, really adult themes, but explained in a really nice, kid-friendly way. I mean, that's that's really cool, right? Then, yeah, very cool. Yeah. On the topic of TV, uh, Kerrang! I saw it's gone. Yeah, uh, Kerrang! TV and Kiss 
Um, I'm not so upset about Kiss. No, but I first of all, I didn't realise that either of those were owned by Channel 4, but Channel 4 has had cutbacks this month, I suppose, at the end of January, um, which has resulted in Kerrang! TV and Kiss being shut down. So for those of you who don't know Kerrang! TV, um, it's been going for years. Like We used to listen to it when we were in school. Yeah. That is far too long ago to think about. But it was basically pop punk and emo music twenty four seven. Yeah. Um, when was the last time you listened to Kerrang TV? I mean, I haven't watched Kerrang TV in a very long time. I'll occasionally, I've got a playlist saved on Spotify, which is Kerrang and Scuzz nineties, two thousands, and twenty tens. Nice. Well, we went away um, probably a year ago, and one of the few channels we could get on the hotel TV was Kerrang. Where was that? And uh, when we went to Centre Parks. Ah, about okay. about a year ago, and um, one of the, the the only songs I heard on it were "The Black Parade," mm-hmm. "Sorry You're Not a Winner," and "Gives You Hell" by All American Rejects. So they've been playing the same music for fifteen years now. Yeah, it's um to me, I I tend to associate Kerrang with "Before I Forget" by Slipknot, um, mm. because that was another one that was just on loop, and also "Tears Don't Fall." Till tears don't fall, yeah. On loop, and then as soon as something like um, Yumi at Six or something comes on, you change channel to Scuds for a little bit. Yumi at Six had a big, big announcement this week that they are splitting up at the end of next year. Yeah, twenty years they've been together. Twenty years. Twenty years, two thousand and five to two thousand twenty-five. That's like uh, when Sum Forty One announced their split. Yeah, and uh, have you seen the download festival poster for this year? It looks stacked this year. It looks really good, but Bowling for Soup on it, and I'm sure I've seen two of their farewell tours. That's interesting. Um, I, I don't like Bowling for Soup. I worked them, but they they have done more than one farewell tour. They're the um, they're the works of of music. <laughs> they are the works. So for, that was a funny joke for those of us who live in England. You're American. The Works is a high street shop that always has a closing down sale. They are forever in closing down. They um, are forever closing down. I did see Pantera was on the download lineup this year. Uh, yeah. Which is interesting. Considering two of them are dead. Yeah. Don't it's... quite know how they're going to do that outside of maybe a weekend at Bernie's situation. <laughs> but like... Don't know if they're going to get Dimebag and his, other, and his brother, who I can't remember the name of. Uh, Nickel Sack. Dimebag and Nickelsack on strings. <laughs> um, they've been dead for a while. They've been dead. Like I'm pretty sure Dimebag Daryl died before we were born. No, 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 no. Really? No, 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 no. Don't be silly. I thought he died like early, like late '80s. No, he died in 2004. No, surely not. I'm looking at it now. 8th of December 2004. God damn. Uh, I think he was shot on stage. He was. Yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, I think it's the, um, I think it's the singer. Um, just, just using the Pantera name. Yeah, basically. It's a bit like when do you remember that band, the Exes? Uh, so I thought about the Exes today. Weird. How weird is that? That's weird. Oh, um, sorry. There was a point I was reading on uh, on their wiki page at some point a few years ago. Where they had the band as the original Exes, and then the drummer left, and then the bass left, and then guitarist left. So it was just the singer, and he just made a whole new band and called it the Exes again. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about, because um, I thought I might be the lyrics this week, and I was going to do 
um, My Goddess by the Xyz. One of their better tracks. Um, uh, well, they have some really good songs. They've got some good stuff. Um, in Utero is a... I re- know. Oh, is in Utero with the Xyz? Is that not Nirvana? Um, hang on. The, Head for the Door was the Xyz. That was yeah, a really Head good album. for the Door was the Xyz, definitely. Um, they had another album that was also really good. I'm trying to look it up right now. Buggy um, was the one that got them inertia. That's the one I'm thinking inertia. of. Yeah, that was a, a good one. But I remember when they were on MySpace, everyone was on MySpace, and I messaged the Xyz, and the guitarist was the one who handled their MySpace. Mm. And I used to say things like, when are you playing the UK? And he'd go, when we're ready to tour, and then he'd not respond again. <laughs> <laughs> Fan mail is a chore. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is not what I want to do. Um, yeah, it's just Phil Anselmo from Pantera touring. Oh. Um, but... Download itself looks great. Yeah, some of the headliners look. Uh, it looks like a very big festival this year. It does. Um, there is something I thought was funny, and I can't remember what it is. I think I might need to um, see the poster because there's six headliners, isn't there? Yeah, but like when I went to Sonosphere in 2010, there were six headliners. All right. I, I'm I'm just saying it's not unheard of. Fucking hell, Tim. Sorry, didn't want to. Didn't mean to um, bite your head off there. Thank you for apologising. So, if you go on the Friday, you have to choose between Queens of the Stone Age and Busted. How do you make that choice? How do you make that choice? How do you make that choice? That's the ah, um, oh, what's the name of that movie? Um, Sophie's Choice. That's the Sophie's <laughs> Choice of music festivals. Yeah, it's just like choosing which one of your kids will die, Busted <laughs> or Queens of the Stone Age. Um, Tim, uh, I'm going to send you the lineup now. This is a game I like to play when a really good tour comes up. Um, which day would you choose to go to? So we're just talking main stage. Sure. Because um, I'm not going to read all like 200 bands, but the Friday you have Queens of the Stone Age, Royal Blood, Blackstone Cherry, Polyphia, The Struts, Damn Crows and Blue Stones. Saturday you've got Fallout Boy, Offspring, and the Shikari, Baby Metal, Frank Carter, The Hunter, and Wargasm. Sunday, you've got Avenged Sevenfold, Limp Biscuit, Sum 41, Blood, Bowling for Suit, Code Orange, and Lord of the Lost. I feel like I would want to go to the Saturday. That would definitely be my choice as well. Well, yeah, obviously, and Shikari's there for you, but I like Fallout Boy, I like The Offspring, I like and Shikari. I'm not the biggest Baby Metal fan, but that's because I haven't heard a lot of the stuff. Um, baby Metal are really weird, aren't they? They look like um, kawaii Japanese... Yeah. Schoolgirls, but they're really heavy. Yeah, like some of the like they're they're I can't remember if it's an album or a song. Give me chocolate is a really really good track or tracks. Mm. Um, it's um they're pretty good. Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes. Yep, uh, Wargasm are pretty good. Uh, I'm just looking around the rest of the on on the Sunday. You have to choose between Electric Callboy, Corey Taylor, and Machine Head, or some forty-one Limp Bizkit and Avenged Sevenfold. So there's also the Use and the Black Dahlia Murder in here. Huberstank's playing a Huberstank, but I forgot Huberstank. They're not perfect people. They They're kind not... of wish they thought they were. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a really it's it's a really like built lineup. Like it's it's a really impressive weekend for anyone who's going to it. Mm. But I yeah. think I'm a little bit old. I've just seen a band that called their called Dying Fetus. Uh, well, going back to uh, Death Stranding. Um, but did I tell you? I, have you been to Download? I've never been to Download. I've been to Download once. Mm. Um, I've told you about the time I went, didn't I? Yeah. So my friend was um, mine and Jenny's friend 
was an artist liaison for Limp Biscuit when they were there. And she met us on the Sunday and was like, why are you hanging out between acts out there? Just come backstage. So we were hanging out in the backstage area and Ramstein were there, Slipknot were there. We were sat on a sofa and Chris, um, no, Rory C from Enishkari sat on the sofa opposite me with a beer and I bottled talking to him. You bottled it. <laughs> just bottled it. I just couldn't talk to him. I was like, I'm so stuck for things I would say to you. But then in the corner of this room, they were doing free download tattoos. And I thought, I would love to get a free download tattoo, like the download dog. Mm. Um, but at that point, I had been camping in a field for seven days, and I thought, everyone with guaranteed an infection, this is when it is. That's that's the one. So, um, yeah, that was it was very cool. I, I um I know everyone has the story of oh they waved at me, but Rory C Rory C did actually wave to me at a gig. Did he? Um, when we went to go and see Thirty Seconds to Mars with Funeral Party and Shikari supporting. Ooh, um, nice. good lineup. Um, but uh, Rory C was at the side of the stage, and my friend who I went with is also a big N Shikari fan. We saw him wave, and he waved back. Nice. Uh, I've taken a couple of things off the running order because we've gone down a route here that we didn't expect, and we're forty-four minutes in already. Oh um, yeah, Tim. What is the best interaction you've had with a music act? Uh, I mean, I, I have two I can tell you about. I mean, I, I think I've talked about this kind of off recording, but Charlie Seen from Hollywood and Dead is a massive prick, but it makes <laughs> a good story. Yeah. Um, yeah. I used to have a, when I used to skate, I used to have a very blank white Enjoy board mm-hmm. um, as one of my boards. And uh, I was leaving college, and a friend of mine was like, hey, I have a spare backstage ticket for uh, Hollywood and Dead. Hollywood and Dead, and who was the other? I'm trying to think who the other act was. The lead singer got sent to jail for something, um, if that narrows it down. That doesn't narrow it down. Um, I, I don't remember who it was. But um, I was, we were stood backstage, and we were talking to a lot of, you know, uh, a lot of Hollywood and Dead, and they were, they were really nice. And Charlie Seen walks up, and it's just like, I'm signing this, and grabs my board and just writes his signature on it. And I was like, well, I guess I can't skate on that now. Um, so I would have scratched it off. Well, everyone else just started joining in. I was like, well, I guess I, I'm just having this as like a signature board then. Mm, fair um, enough. That board got fucked up afterwards. <laughs> just from wear and tear. Oh, okay. I thought you went outside and were like, my board! My skateboard tarnished. <laughs> slammed it against the wall. Yeah. So I have I've two for you. Um, so I worked in music venues for, for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got a couple of really good stories. Uh, my favourite one... I'm going to tell you two. So my favorite one, um, Mike Skinner from The Streets. Yeah. Famous. But well, The Streets are really good. I really like The Streets. I don't know your thoughts on them. Um, okay. They're not, they're not my thing. Fair enough. But it's more like poetry than than music. And I think he's Mike Skinner is really clever. He's, he's really good at what he does. Unfortunately, he's a massive Birmingham City fan. Now, for those of you who don't know, Birmingham City are the biggest rivals to my team, Aston Villa. I was wearing vastly. my Villa shirt yesterday. Good man. We won 5-0 yesterday. I don't know if you know, Tim, but it's thanks to you wearing your shirt. You're so welcome. Um, but, uh, yeah, so my team, Villa, are vastly superior. And I was going to a gig where Mike Skinner was playing, but I was working it. So he was outside the stage door having a cigarette, and I 
I happen to be wearing my villa shirt underneath my sorry, my I'm gonna bleep that, my um gig That's venue it. shirt. Um and I walked past him and I went, I really like your music. Shame about your cho- choice of football team though. And I showed him the villa shirt and he went, ha ha ha. And he was really like joking about it, but he went, Oh fuck off, you villa cunt. Um <laughs> so that was that was quite nice. Um and then the other one. Um, my friend Chris, not not Chris that's in the Discord, a friend from college. Um, I don't know how he did it. He got really into the scenes at like a up and coming um, music TV channel called Red TV. If you remember, I remember it. Red TV. Yeah. So he used to do a lot of the camera work for Red TV, and he said to me once, "Do you like Bring Me the Horizon?" And I said, "Yeah, Bring Me the Horizon are pretty good." And he was like. Do you want to come and be the sound guy and bring me the Horizon interview? And I was like, hell yeah, that sounds amazing. So after college, me and Chris went to the Oto Academy, where it was an East Pack tour. I think you went to the gig. I it did. Was, it that was, was mindless self indulgence um, or headlining. So they were all there wandering around. I saw whatever his name is, the lead singer of uh, mindless uh, self indulgence. Oh, uh, Little Jimmy Urin. Is that what? Well, funnily enough, I saw I stood next to him having a wee. Oh, there you so, go. Um, there you go. Um, um, but we interviewed uh, Bring Me the Horizon on the tour bus. Ah. So we got to hang out on Bring Me the Horizon's tour bus while they did a tour. That's very cool. Not while they did the whole tour, while they did a gig. Yeah. Um, well, no, they didn't do the gig. It was before the gig. Yeah. It was pretty cool. That is pretty cool. So, Tim. Let's talk about a couple of things here. We can we can wrap a couple of these things into one. Um, your new house and the end of season four and what that means. Yeah, uh, I'm moving. Um, it's not exactly <laughs> hold a back far- your tears, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not exactly a far move. I'm moving to basically a different area of of Somerset. Um, Everyone knows you live in West Supernatural. Yeah, but I'm not I'm not going to be in Western. Is the thing. What's your new postcode? I'm, I don't actually know. <laughs> What's the uh, first line of your new address and I'm your mother's saying. maiden name? <laughs> um, but we're, we're finally moving. We've managed to get a house, which is great. <laughs> Very excited for that. It's got a great... Have you seen, you've seen the photos? Haven't you? Yeah, you've sent me the pictures. It looks really nice. The, it, it looks good. Um, the, it definitely looks like it's out the 50s in terms of some of the decor, mm-hmm. uh, which is fine. I quite like that. I think that adds to some of the charm. But the garden is absolutely stunning. Yeah, it which looks is great. Great. Um, but this does mean uh, a few things. One, um, arranging to move. I forgot how much of a pain in the arse it is. Yeah. Um, so we've done all my references. My references have come back. We're good. We're waiting on uh, Payne's references. But we think that our letting agent have been like, hey, we've done one reference. Why do we need to do two references? And so we're waiting for that to come back. We're going to be mithering them on in the morning. Um, we've also been hit with a bit of a reality check on how expensive it is to hire movers. Um, yep. We were like, hey, we're going to do this. We're, we're going to set a budget of £250. Average asking price I've seen was 500 Yes. Yeah. They're so very expensive lads. We've managed to negotiate with one. We've got one book now for £420. Um, £420 Blaze It. Blaze It, uh, which is exactly why I went for the deal. Um, but yeah, they wanted to do four hundred, and you said, "Can we just can we add a 20? <laughs> <laughs> so um, we've got that sorted. Um, now it, it should be a fairly straightforward process from there. Um, 
we basically just got to put all of our stuff in boxes, but I'm getting boxes tomorrow while I'm at work because people are bringing them in, which is great. Um, it's just a lot of work. Um, and there's a lot of, a lot of red tape and hoops jump through. Um, so I'm, I'm going to be moving. What that means for season four, though, is that we're going to be taking a bit of a break from Two Blokes from Blighty for about four weeks. Um, we, are, we are determined to bring back Two Blokes from Blighty on the 13th of March. That's the goal. Um, it's not the goal, Tim. That is the, the unmovable target. T- tough shit. Pick it up. <laughs> so if you can't get it done by then, we will do a whole episode with WhatsApp voice notes. <laughs> um, so uh, we're like I said, we're we're going to be taking a break. This will be the last one because it didn't feel right to start season five and then with episode one and then take the four week break. It, that would yeah. be very strange. So uh, after this one, four weeks of no to BFB. Um, you'll still have your other shows on Game Club Pod, like the like the Game Club stuff. Um, there's probably some between two pods in there. There is, yeah. I think there's going to be an anime corner release. Um, uh, it's the end of the month anime corner, so yeah, there will yeah. be one before the next. Yeah. So we're not we're not depriving you of content, audience. Uh, please, just, please put down the pitchfork. <laughs> we're just making Slade do it all. Yeah, this is this is Slade month. Um, <laughs> um, and but after that, we'll be, we'll be back with two BFE. Yeah, and we'll have loads to talk about. Tim, can we commit now to a bumper episode? Yeah, we'll do a bumper episode. How does that sound, people? Can you can you calm down now? Can you can you put your hands up and scream where, no matter where you are if you think that's a good idea? Yeah, uh, especially if you're in public on public transport. I was thinking or, a bus, or if you're going through security at an airport. Yeah, or a library. That'd be great. Yep, that'd be great. Um, um we've had some issues with the building that I'm currently in. Uh, since since we moved, uh, but the latest one was the other night. Uh, the fire alarm went off for the whole building. So, yeah, okay. um, fire alarm went off for the whole building, and me and about three other people in the building know how to reset the fire alarm box, like mm-hmm. from ringing after obviously verifying there's no fire. So I did that. I went downstairs, reset the box, um, and there's <laughs> um there's a little little yellow light that comes on that says fault three, and the thing's going. And it's it's really loud, and I tried resetting it, tried silencing it, nothing. And I got I called the landlord and was like, "Hey, this is you know, uh, there's a fault on the fire alarm box, and, I'm, and I can't fix it." And he goes, "Okay, I'll come around in half an hour." And nothing. Um, by the way, to, to until you know maybe the next day, but we let our letting agent know to be like, "Hey, by the way, there's a possible fault with the fire alarm box," and they were like, "Okay, we'll let the landlord know." The landlord then came around that evening, uh, and was like. Oh, we're just testing the smoke alarms to see where the where the fault is. I was like, okay, fine, whatever. And he's holding a smoke alarm in his hand. And I was like, okay, he's going to replace the faulty unit. What he ended up doing was like, what our, he was like, our plan is to deactivate the fire alarm box and put in temporary fire alarms that have got a ten year battery on them uh, per flat. I was like, okay, whatever you need to do. He then proceeded to get double sided sticky tape and put yeah. up a smoke alarm with that. It fell down this morning at about six in the morning with a, with a mighty bang. And uh, nice. I, was, I woke up and was like, what the fuck was that? Um, got up and saw it on the floor in the hallway. Just like, there's definitely been a bit of a dent on it. And there's like, there's still tape on the ceiling. And uh, <laughs> I went back to bed and Pam was like, what was that? And she was like, the fire alarm fell off. And she was like, all right, fine. <laughs> 
Um, was this before or after you informed him that you're leaving? After. So he's going to charge you deposit. I mean, that's not on any sort of checkout report. Uh, I'm going to send out a photo and just be like, hey, the fire alarm fell off. I would do that sooner rather than later, Tim. Yeah, that's that's the plan. Um, But yeah, so uh, that sounds fun. Do you feel safe? Uh, Not from fires in this fucking building. <laughs> you looking forward to moving, Tim? Oh, God, yes, absolutely. I'm one of these weird people that likes to move. I actually, I actually find it really cathartic to pack things up and then put them somewhere else. But and not unpacking. Not unpacking the game, because the problem with that game, A, it's stupid boring. B, you can't put things where you think they should go. Okay. It, you put it where the game tells you it do, wants you to go. Do you think when Slade listens to this, he'll be rolling his eyes because we just drag on unpacking so much? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. But uh, when it comes to my own things, yeah, I really like unpacking stuff. I've just had a really awful thought I'll bring up when we get to the section I've just thought about. Okay. Um, actually, do you want to go there now? Yeah, go for it. Okay, cool. Let's let's just jump on the train, Tim. Have you got something for travel agent? I do. Okay, great. So tickets, please. <laughs> Do you know my really awful thought? What's that? Hi, Dad. I hope you enjoy that jingle. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely heard it. Um, so this week for the travel agent, you are off to Moab, Utah. Hooray. I've always wanted to Utah. <laughs> so for your hotel, um, this is a list of unique places to stay, but the one you'll specifically be staying at is the Scalatorf Number no. 5 downtown condo apartment in Moab with a rock climbing wall. Because if you notice some of the bunk beds, you have to climb to. I like it. I, do you know what? It's actually a really cool room. And the fact that it's got like a rock climbing thing behind the bed, it, it mm. can make it can make jumping on the bed more fun. I like um, that it's called Skeletor Number no. Five. It's like Mambo Number no. Five's sad brother. It's like Skeletor. Um, yeah, Skeletor Number no. Five. For your food, um, again, that's one of the nice things. There's actually two nice things this trip, because I couldn't find very much weird about Moab, Utah, so it's going to be a very quick So we, we like Moab? We do. Um, okay, well, I mean, we could always check in with our good friend Gaetano at the end. Absolutely, we should. Um, <laughs> so I've sent you this uh, menu for a place called uh, Moab Garage. It just sounds like a really nice diner. Like, I was looking for unusual places to eat in Moab, and this came up along with a place called Pasta Jay's, which is a pasta restaurant. That's all they do is pasta. Um, but apparently it's really good, and these two are basically next door to each other. I'm just looking. I went immediately off the menu because I didn't really care that much for it. Um, and went straight to the merch. And the merch is fucking cool, man. It's it's actually, like, it seems like a really cool place would, to actually go. Go to Moab Garage. Um, but then, for your <laughs> for your thing to do, this is what kept me in Moab. Um, this is a thing called The Hole in the Rock. I mean, is it the picture that comes with the... Uh, the? Oh, my God. The, um, what the hell is The Hole in the Rock? So, The Hole in the Rock... There's a giant rock in Utah. Utah is famously, like, a desert state. Um, yeah. And there is someone who has... Or a couple, rather, I guess, <laughs> in... 
where did I, when did I read it? It was something like the 1950s or something. Who were just like, yeah, we're gonna live in this rock. But if you scroll through the photos, you'll find like their living room is like giant canvases of Jesus and like armchairs in what looks like a cave. Um, oh my god, it's really weird. Do you know, um, I quite like it. I mean, it's it's cozy. I think. I hate the website. Yeah, the website is awfully laid out. Um, I'm going to quickly read here the description because there is a full-on home in this rock. Um, Travels along the US Highway 191 in southern western Utah are amazed to discover this 5,000 square foot home which began almost taking shape a century ago in the Christensen family. What began as a small cove for the young Christensen boys to sleep in at night grew into a man-made engineering marvel 20 years in the making. A fireplace with a 65-foot chimney 14 rooms arranged around huge pillars and a bathtub built into the rock to light visitors who visit, and the unusual home in the desert. Uh, let's have a look. All original furnishings, Albert, Albert's paintings, Gladys' doll collection, and many of the tools used to create the home that remind you of the past are available to see. In a 12-year period, Albert excavated 50,000 cubic meters of sandstone from the rock. During this time, he completed his famous painting Sermon on the Mount and his sculpture of Franklin D. Roosevelt in the face of the rock of the home. When Albert died in 1957, the home was not complete. Gladys, in keeping with his wishes and lifelong dreams, continued to develop the property, opening a gift shop and guide tours of her home until she passed away in 1974. Gladys is laid uh, laid rest next to Albert in the small cove near the rock near the home. Um, The bit I take umbrage with in that description is... What started off as a place for the boys to sleep in? Yeah. Like, was it just like, okay, you've been very naughty, go and spend the night in the rock. <laughs> go in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> like, have um, you ever read, Um, I, I don't know if you would have had, but um, have you ever read The the Tale of the Anamagara Fault by Junji Ito? When, when you said, have you read, the answer is no. Ah, it's a graphic novel um, by Junji Ito, the guy behind Gyo and uh, the principal post. And... He has this whole story in there about this rock that seems to form holes in the shape of people. Um, And the whole story is people finding out the hole fits them perfectly. And they just kind of wander into the hole, like arms and legs spread, and no one sees what comes out on the other side. Until like 20 years later, where someone has gone so far into the hole, they're trying to come out on the other side, and their head and their arms are just all warped and fucked up. I have no idea what the moral of the story is. It might be just don't go in holes. <laughs> I like it. I like it. But um, this is what this reminds me of, but with like paintings of Jesus and Franklin D. Roosevelt. Uh, yeah, thank you for my trip. I look forward to it. All right, th- th- let's, get on the, let's get on the train for the last time of season four. Oh, wait, hold on. I've lost my soundboard. Um, oh, there's a petting zoo. Uh, yeah, but we're already on the Tickets, train. Tickets, please. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm looking for the photo of Franklin D. Roosevelt. No, we've gone. We've left him. Ah, oh, okay. Oh, we've the gone. website's being really weird now. All Isn't right, I'm getting, I'm getting off the website. Okay, good. Um, Tim, we are rapidly running out of time here. Um, we have a couple of things that we shouldn't miss. Um, hypothetical being one of them. Let's do that really quickly. Uh, uh, here you go. Hypotheticals. I'm not going to answer that. There you go. I oh, it's a short version. Ten seconds for you. 
uh, Tim, your hypothetical this week is you open up your emails, you see a picture of you <laughs> from outside your window, but it's you reading your emails now. So have I you received the email you, already? Yeah, you open your phone, a new email comes in, and it's a picture of you. You look outside to see who it is. No one there. What do you oh. do? Uh, oh, oh, and there's a caption that says, um, I see you at WebBebo and everything. I know your name from the billboard. <laughs> well, it seems to be everyone knows, um, knows you from the billboard. Um, can I check who the sender is? Uh, it says unknown. Unknown? Yeah, it's unknown at gmail.com. I mean, given the, are we talking about this being in my current place of living or the next place of living? Um, whichever. Dealer's choice. All right, well, if it's my current place of living, I don't live on the ground floor. So I'm a little bit concerned about how they're getting a photo of me. Is, is it from outside the window? Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, I am going to close the blinds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and probably delete the email, to be honest. Is that it? <laughs> That's about it. Move on with my day. I'm going to call the police. I mean, what, what can they call it for? Threatening and harassing behaviour. Does the email say anything? Yeah, it says, I see you at WebMobile and everything. I know your name from the billboard. But everyone knows at Web... Okay. Everyone knows me. Everyone, everyone knows at WebMobile. <laughs> um... I don't know if there's anything I could do. I, could, I guess I could maybe talk to like a non-emergency police officer and be like, I think someone's photographing me from outside my flat. Mm. I guess go from there. Uh, do you want to do that? Oh, we don't have time to do that conversation. Why do we have to talk so much about Download Festival? Oh, I um, know. Well, that's it. That's your hypothetical. That's the same for season four. <laughs> yeah. um, I've got Gaetano's review. Okay, let's do it. Um, all right. So this is from four months ago. Someone called Joe Star gave it a one-star review and said, I've, betten, I've eaten better... Sorry, I'll start that again. I've had better food half-eaten off the subway ground. Do yourself a favour and don't come to this excuse of a restaurant. Um, <laughs> I guess Gaetano found out exactly who this person is, perhaps with a photo of them reading their email, because um, it says, Dear Christopher Hill of Vero Beach, Florida, yes, we know who you are. <laughs> You have never been here. We got your prank calls all day today from your own mobile number. You're a 32-year-old man and continue to sell it to create fake accounts and honestly make fake reviews. It's getting really old and very sad. Find a hobby, a boyfriend, a pet, and stick a fork in an outlet and take a bath with a toaster or whatever it is you do by yourself to just leave us alone. Sincerely, the concerned. I just love the man. He's so good. Um, Thank you, Gaetano, for another joyful wisdomous thing um tim do we want to do keanu reeves or can we just kill him off now let's kill him off now okay no keanu uh tim's tim's well tim who are we doing next season jeff Goldblum. i need to come up with a bloody good jingle for oh, jeff Goldblum. four weeks i do have four weeks and then finally we were meant to watch birdman did you watch it i did thoughts good um, it was, um okay, that's, that's our movie. No, really. it's 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 a very creative film, and I guess I, I know I've seen it before, uh, but I guess I just forgot a lot of it. I remember really liking it, but every time, like the f- the first time I saw Zach Galifianakis in there, mm-hmm. uh, I was like, oh shit, that's Zach Galifianakis, and then Emma Stone, I was like, shit, that's Emma Stone, and then Edward Cullen, and I was like, oh, that's Edward Cullen, and I'm like, oh okay, Edward Norton, Edward Norton, Who's yeah, Edward Cullen. 
know. Is that the vampire from Twilight? <laughs> Edward Cullen. <laughs> yep, that's the vampire from Twilight. <laughs> um, so when did you when did you watch Twilight? It's been fucking years. I don't know why I got his names in my head. Um, um, was it the scene where Edward Cullen had a massive erection on stage that got you in, or was? Oh it, yeah, uh, that, that's what wrote me in. Is, <laughs> but, that, um, why, is that why you're Team Edward? Uh, I'm Team Jacob as a result. No, <laughs> um, fair enough. But no, it's a, it's a really interestingly produced movie. Um, very very cool editing in the fact that it's very minimal cuts. Yeah, it's meant to look one shot, isn't it? Yeah, because the whole idea is that it's meant to be almost like a play, like a play within a play kind of thing. So to give a brief synopsis of the thing, Michael Keaton um, plays a guy who is essentially a washed up superhero film actor Mm -hmm. um, from a series of films called Birdman, which were big in the 80s and not really that much. Like, not not really big anymore. Birdface Man. Birdface Man. And to try and bring himself back into a spotlight, as it were, he ends up putting on this show that he writes, produces, and stars in himself. Uh, with his daughter, played by Emma Stone, as a showrunner, uh, and he ends up getting Zach Galifianakis as a lawyer, um, and Edward Norton as a stand-in <laughs> actor after a accident happens with an actor on stage in the first scene. Who does Edward Cullen play? Uh, basically, Edward Cullen. <laughs> okay. uh, no, Edward Norton, goddammit. Um, <laughs> so, um, the whole thing is about whether or not Michael Keaton is going to try and wrestle with the sense of integrity that he's got, that he's got to try and, you know, create this piece of art that he thinks has meaning, but no one else seems to. Mm-hmm. Um, or does he go back to Birdman where he has some sort of relevancy? Like, it's, it's undetermined how much relevancy he would have, but it's, it's, it, it could be something because it's at least an established franchise, as it were. Mm. Um, the whole thing as well has got this really interesting percussive beat underlay. Like the whole time there's drums going like dum, 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 dum. like and as that as that's happening, like the characters will be doing actions and like rhythmic actions to these things to this um to what's happening in the soundtrack. Mm. And it just feels to me like a very carefully planned out movie. Yes. I agree. Yeah. Um movie good. Movie good. What did you what did you give it? Out of what? I'm going to say ten. Eight and a half. I, I gave it an eight. Hmm. Well, that's a two bloke seal of approval right there. That is. Go watch it. What are we going to watch for the first week of uh, season five? Twilight. You want to watch Twilight? No, I don't. I've not seen Twilight, and I don't want to put myself through it. Tim, what do you want to watch? I was going to suggest a film called Jerry and Marge Go Large, um, <laughs> which has got Brian Cranston in, but I watched it, and it's not really anything. Uh, right, okay. Um, I'm going on... It's like Breaking Bad for retirees. Brilliant. Um, oh, hang on. I'm Okay, so I'm going on my ratings on IMDb, because I just moved everything over from Letterboxd to IMDb. Okay. Um, I'm going to look for something that stands out. We always I... watch good films, by the way. I mean, don't let that sway your decision, but... Um... I am going to go with... Uh, do you know what? Have you seen Dungeons Dragons Honor Among Thieves? Nope. Would you be interested in it? I'll be interested. I'll watch anything, Tim. All right, cool. Well, let's go with that. Um, 
For those who don't know, it's obviously set in the Dungeons and Dragons universe, but it's basically a heist movie. Nice. Love a heist movie. Love a heist movie. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Tim, um, we are out of time. So what I'd like you to do is let's do pub quiz question answer. And then for the final time of season four, let's get the hell out of here. Yeah, so the question of the week is how many permanent teeth does a dog have? Joey, any last was I Was I close to 28? No. 75? No. <laughs> 312? No. What you're okay. thinking of there is a shark. Okay, uh, let's say 18. 42. Eighty eight on the top and nine on the top, nine on the bottom. That's what I just guessed. Um, Forty two teeth. Okay, well there you go. There you go. Um, Tim, anyone you want to shout out? Uh, yeah. Let me grab the Discord. Who are we shouting out this week? We are gonna shout out uh, Footy Bones. Footy Bones. Cool. Shout out to um, you, Footy Bones. What about you, Joey? All my usuals. Uh, the lovely Dan. On all of his podcasts, Chat Tsunami, uh, Nerdstalgic Josh, obviously Josh Scar from Talking Smack. Um, yeah, that's it. Any messages you want to give the audience, Tim? Ah, oh, take that, you bastards! For four take- weeks, take that, you bastards. Every Wednesday between now and the thirteenth, can you just look in the mirror, point at yourself, and say, "Take that, you bastard." <laughs> we'll see you in a month's time, people. See you in a month. Bye. Love you. Bye. <laughs>